Yeah. Hey, uh, this morning, I just want to, um, I want to share something which, uh, which uh, I mean, I believe God's speaking to me about and, uh, uh, and God's speaking to the church. And um, if we can just come back over the last, over the last year, over the last six months, um, uh, God, there's been different, uh, there's been different things going on in the church. I mean, Dad's been preaching on uh, ambassadorship. We did a whole series on uh, discovering your purpose in life and walking in your purpose. Um, he's also been preaching on uh, the kingdom of God and, and taking dominion. Um, and then we had Charlie and Jeff come through. We had a massive prophetic conference, and uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, and now we're doing this whole series on undercover. And uh, what, what I want to encourage you this morning is to, uh, I mean, it has been quite a variety of uh, of things that we've been covering, but what I want you to do this morning is to be able to, uh, I want you to be able to see the general picture, not just get caught up on, on one series of um, one series of meetings or, or, or just one part of what's been going on. I want to get, just just this morning try and open it up a bit so you can actually see the general picture of what God is trying to do. Because if you if you can see, uh, I mean, all of us have been, to, or most of us have been to the meetings, but I'm wondering if you can actually hear God, that the, the, the bigger picture of what God is trying to say to us, both in, individually and as a church. And uh, so this morning I want to try and break that out and just sort of try and give us a, a, a general picture of what God is trying to, what God is trying to do. And uh, if, basically in a nutshell, this is this. He wants you and I to enlarge. And so this morning I want to talk about enlarging our capacity. Enlarging our capacity. Tell the person next to you and say, man, it's time you get, you get bigger. You've got to get bigger on the inside. <laughs> Not saying get bigger on the outside. <laughs> so if you, can, if you can see over the, last, over the last six months or so, what, like if you just take the time maybe during the week, just have a look um, back through some of your notes or through some of your uh, your, your, the material, and start to start to pray and ask God to, to show him the big picture of start to show you the big picture of what He's trying to say to us, both as individually and as a church. Because I'm telling you right now, God has got big plans for your life, and God has got big plans for this church. And uh, these these series on purpose, the series on uh, of uh, of kingdom, the the, the prophetic conference, uh, this whole series of undercover. It's not just by chance that we're doing it. It's not just uh, it's just not a bunch of good ideas that we've put together because we actually don't know where we're going. That's, that's not true. All these series, all these things that we've been going through is all leading somewhere. God has got his hand on our lives and God has got his hand on this church. And he's actually, the bigger picture is this, that he's actually trying to steer us into a particular direction. He's actually trying to do a work inside of our lives. And the, the work is this, he wants you and I to enlarge. This place is too small for us. This place is too small for us. God wants us, uh, God has put us here for a certain reason. The Bible says in Titus 1.5, um, Paul, Paul said to Timothy and Titus, Paul said to Titus, he said, for this reason you are in the place that you are in. For this reason I've left you in this place called Crete, that you would put in order the things that are lacking. So the bottom line is this, God is wanting you and I to extend his kingdom on earth. And the whole series on purpose, the whole series of um, of undercover, the whole prophetic conference. It's all gearing. It's all pushing us towards a, a particular direction, which is he wants you and I to enlarge. He wants you and I to grow. He wants this church to grow. He wants you and I to stand up and become the, the man and woman that he's called us to be. 
That is the bigger picture. Uh, the bigger picture. He wants this place. He wants Hawke's Bay to be changed. He wants to come and touch the lives of people in our region. He wants, he wants to come and touch the lives of our nation. And the way he's going to do that is through working through you and I. And uh, so this morning I want to talk about the, uh, enlargement. And uh, I've been doing a bit of hunting lately. And uh, man, I was out. I was out the other day on this farm with me, with me and Warren, and uh, and and I really haven't been into exercise that much. I mean, yeah, <laughs> a, little, a, a little bit. And uh, anyway, we were, me and Warren were out hunting, and uh, so we took the motorbike. We took a quad bike out because the, the hills are pretty steep, and uh, we thought, man, there's got to be an easier way to get around these hills than this. So anyway, we took the, we took the motorbike out. So we stopped the motorbike and. Uh, and, uh, and we started to do some walking just in case we scared animals or something like that. And uh, so we were walking along these hills and these, these things, they go up and down. And uh, I tell you, man, I started to get puffed. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, it's like all of a sudden, it's like, man, I was keen to go and find something. I was keen to go and hunt something down. But my body was just saying, hey, man, Dave, we need to get back to the motorbike. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like, you know, the sweat's starting to come off and the... The lungs are starting to work for their money, and I, I'm just, and uh, so one one part inside of me is thinking, man, let's let's sneak on, man, let's go, and man, this is good for you. This this exercise, is, and I was trying to convince myself, man, this is good for me. <laughs> but some one part of my one part of me will say, man, this is good for you, Dave. You need to keep doing this. This is this is great, man. You're you're working, you're sweating, and I don't know for some silly reason somebody must have told me that. But then the other part of me, my body was started to say, man, Dave, this is not good for you. I'm getting tired. You need to go back to the motorbike, and, and we can take the body that way. That would be much easier. And uh, one thing I realized that that my capacity, my physical capacity, was not as high as I hoped. <laughs> well, not as high as I expected. I thought I could, you know, walk a fair bit, but well, that, no, <laughs> not me. And uh, so I, I thought, man, this is this is fun, but this is hard work. And uh, I, I thought to myself, man, I need to do something about my fitness. And, uh, and, and, of course, the body's saying, man, no, the bike is good. <laughs> the bike is easy, man. The bike is fine. And, uh, and, uh, and so there's this, there's, this, there's this tussle going on inside. But, uh, you know, I, I do need to work on my fitness. Then the next, I mean, it was about a week ago, I was, I was at home, and the, the phone rang. And uh, there was this nice lady on the end of the phone. I said, hey, Dave, you, Dave, yeah, this is me. And he said, oh, you have won a fantastic prize. And I said, oh, yeah. What's the price? Oh, this is, this is a gym, a gymnasium. We're doing a promotion right now. <laughs> oh, eh? And uh, so, I, and, uh, w- w- would you like to come and, and have an appointment with us and, and you could win this fantastic prize? And I think, well, yeah, might as well. can go and have a look at that. And, uh, and I, I, man, I went to the, uh, so we made the appointment. We went down to the gym. And there's this nice girl, man. She was, you know, she looked all right, but it's, and then she sat me down and she was, she was looking at me and I was thinking, uh, Man, you, you want to hurt me, girl. You want to... <laughs> and uh, she, I mean, she was, she, was trying to, she was trying to talk nice, but I knew in the bottom of my heart, man, she wanted, she wanted me to get on that treadmill. She wanted me to, she wanted me to hurt. <laughs> and, I think, and, and so the whole point of it is this, that, that my capacity needed to be enlarged. My physical capacity needed to be enlarged. If I wanted to be able to do more things, if I wanted to be able to walk that extra distance... My capacity to do that needed to be enlarged, and it wasn't going to be enlarged by riding the quad bike. And so, in order for it to be enlarged, I had to actually do something. 
And for a starters, I went to the gym, and, um, and they had all these guys there, man, they were pumping their pitches there, and, then, and, and one of the questions she asked me was this, uh, are, you, are you happy with your physical, are you happy with your size? And I said, well, yeah. I said, if, if there was something about you that you wanted to change, what, what would that be? And I said, well, um, I'd like to get a little bit fitter. <laughs> I'd like to be able to be able to run a bit further and be able to, uh, you know, have more capacity in, in, uh, in, in that role. And uh, she, we've just, just got the program for you. And uh, so she, um, let's go for a walk. And so she, so we got up and started walking around the gym. And there are these people on these treadmills and that. And she said, have you ever been to something like this before? And I said, yeah, only once. And she, <laughs> it really, really hurt. And I, I only did it once, and that's enough. And, uh, and then, she, uh, then she took me to the weight room, and then she said, man, if you want to be stronger, it's like, what we could do, we could start you on some small weights. And you could lift the small weights. And once you start to get stronger, you can get some bigger weights. You can start to push those as well. And then once you get stronger still, you can push those. I thought, oh, man, I said, this sounds like a lot of hard work. <laughs> this sounds like a lot of pressure to me. And, um, and so anyway, she, you know, she tried to sign me up. But, uh, and then I looked at the time, and, and she said, What's stopping you from coming to the gym? What would be, what would be one of the one, one things that would stopping you from, from coming and, and getting into this program and, and enlarging your capacity so you can run faster, you could push more weights, and you could look better, and uh, all these sorts of things? What, what would be the number one thing that's stopping you from doing that? And, uh, I mean, of course, we do have a special on right now that, you know, if you sign up now, you can save yourself 100 bucks or so. And look through these things, and one of the things that says time and it says, I said, time would be one of the, the big things because it's, to go into this particular program, the time starts at 6 o'clock, and I'm not a morning person. <laughs> My body does not like to get out of bed in the mornings at that hour. And uh, so, so as I started to go on, I thought, man, from what started off as a good idea that uh, I could get bigger muscles, I could get more of a toned body, that I could uh, learn to walk a bit further, I could, I could be a lot more fitter, a lot more healthier, a lot more uh, physical capacity. Uh, it started, as I started to look on, but man, this is, it, it's, it's, it's going to take more than a good idea to, for that to happen. I can't just take a pill and all of a sudden, man, I'm just, <laughs> I can't just pray to God and say, God, just do something with me. It's bang. It's going it's to take a little bit longer than this. It's going to take a whole change of lifestyle. In other words, man, I have to start. If it's going to be six o'clock, then I have to probably start to get up at five o'clock, and then that's. It sounds like a lot of pressure. And so what happens is this: like if I wanted to enlarge my capacity in this particular area, it was going to take some pain. It's going to cost some money, and it's going to change my lifestyle. <laughs> and so, anyway, I'm still thinking about joining. <laughs> But if you've got your Bibles with you, why don't you turn to um, uh, Isaiah chapter 54. What do you reckon, Bill? Should I do it? Oh, no, they just want to hurt me. They're not interested about my physique at all. They just want to inflict me pain. How many, do, how many people do here, here do go to the gym? Oh, fantastic. My goodness. <laughs> Man, I really should go. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 12. The, and it says here, uh, some, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent, 
And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare and lengthen, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you shall, everybody say you shall. You shall expand. You shall expand. Everybody say expand. You shall expand to the left and the right. I'm not just talking about uh, physically. I don't want to expand to the left and right, man. I'm quite happy <laughs> these distances are quite good as they are. But I'm telling you, God wants us to expand not, not just physically in our body. We're not, we're not talking about that. We're talk- God wants us to expand as a church. God wants us to expand in our influence. God wants you to expand as an, as an individual. Pastor Phil Pringle says this, if we are to enlarge, we must enlarge. So if this church, and we've got about 600 people in the church at the moment, for this church to go from 600 to, say, 1,500, uh, there's an enlargement of, of the church. But for that to happen, there's got to, take an, there's got to be an enlargement that takes place on the inside. Our personal capacity must enlarge. For you and I to start to reach um, the schools, for you and I to start to reach the rest homes, for you and I to start to... To, to start to influence politics, for you and I to start influencing the whole region and start influencing the nation. It's not going to happen just by, just by praying. But praying is a big prayer. It, it, praying is a big part of doing that. It's not going to happen just like that. Something inside of us must enlarge. Something inside of us has got to push out beyond what we normally do. Now, the Bible says that a dream comes by much activity. So for you, those of you that have dreams inside of your heart, inside of your, inside of your heart here, those dreams will stay dreams uh, until you actually put action to them. So maybe you've got a dream of becoming a great businessman or uh, whatever, or we've got a dream of becoming a great church and influencing um, more than, uh, than what we're doing now. It's not going to come just by dreaming about it. It will come by actually, uh, by what we do every day. So a, pl- a dream comes by much activity. This place that we're sitting in now, it was once upon a time somebody's dream. This place that you're sitting in now, it was Pastor Mike's dream, mum and dad's dream, that one day that they would have a church like this and many people would be influenced. But it wasn't just, that, that, that dream wasn't just that it would stay at 600 people. It was it was a dream that it would start to continue to grow and start to continue to enlarge and, and have an impact right around the world, which it is right now. If you look at this, this, this chapter of Isaiah 54, um, the, the, the previous chapters beforehand, uh, back, like even back to uh, uh, chapter 49, God is, a, God is bringing a prophetic word to his people. God is bringing a prophetic word to Israel. That, and, and it's not a negative prophetic word. It's not, it's, it's not a word saying, man, you need to get your life right. It's about, the word is, I want to do something in your nation. I want to, I want to, I want to enlarge you. I want to, I want to bring blessing upon your life. And I believe that right now, if you look at what we've been going through over the past, over the past year, it's not that God wants to screw us down or anything like that. The whole purpose of undercover is not that you, um, it's not that we're screwed down by any means, but that you and I are enlarged, that, that God could do something powerful in our lives. 
And so if you start to look all through uh, over these few chapters, uh, God, is, uh, God is speaking to the people of Israel and he's saying, I want to bless you. I'm going to enlarge you. I'm going to do a powerful work inside of your nation. And then it comes to verse, and it comes to chapter 24, and it says, enlarge the place of your tent. So it's at the end of, is it becoming near the end of, of God's prophetic word? For in order for God's blessings to come upon the nation of Israel, they actually have to do some particular things. And so it says here, enlarge the place of your tent. To enlarge means to make bigger, to make or to become bigger. It also means to increase capacity. It's also talking about your tent. The tent is talking about is the place that you live. So I mean, right now we're not exactly living in, uh, we're not living in tents as we know it. But we, this, this verse is, a, is, a, is symbolic of yours and ours, yours and my life, that uh, our life is like a tent, our life is like a, like a container, and, uh, which God is wanting to expand. And so, uh, so your tent, the place in which you live, the, the real you, not just your body, not just your flesh, but your, your, the you, the, the, your personality, your, your soul. And that is the part of you that God wants to enlarge. If we've got some, I need some volunteers right now. I've got some volunteers. Need, uh, need four. Four volunteers. Quickly come up. Come on. Quickly come up. Quick, 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 quick. Okay. Oh, sorry, I need one more. One more volunteer. Make it a girl. Here's Megan. Here we go. So you guys stand apart like that. You stand up here like this. Come out a bit. You stand in the middle. Here we go. This is Megan. Everybody say hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. <laughs> you got to understand that you and I are made up of, of, of three parts. As, as an individual, as a person, you are made up of three parts. You are a spirit. So in the center of your being, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. You also have a soul, which you sp- your soul is your, your, your mind, which is, he's the thinking part, he's our intellect part. It also has emotions. <laughs> and the most powerful part that you have in your, one of the most powerful parts that you have in your soul is your, your will, which is your capacity to choose. It's your decision-making ability. That is the part that set, it's one of the parts that sets you apart from for, for many animals. It is your, it is your capacity of, of free will. Now, God put that there for you to be able to f- prefer God above all else. Your choice, your, your will, uh, it, it sets the course of your life. And as a soul working together, it manifests in the body. We understand that? So this is why, but, but internal, we have a spirit. So, so, so you and I are a spirit being. God has put a spirit inside of our lives. And so... Here we have our mind, we have our, our, uh, your emotions, you're the one that, that laughs, that cries, that gets angry and all that sort of stuff, and this is your will, the deciding point. So the thing is, it's like, you and I, we, we, uh, because we have these influences upon our lives, uh, see, God wants to increase this part of our life here. So uh, there's a spirit that God has put inside of our lives, that God wants to manifest his spirit through our life, but he does that by putting through our soul, which puts expression to what's into our spirit. And of course, what's in the soul will then manifest in the flesh. 
So if emotions over here get sad, tears come out here. The mind starts to think and starts to comprehend some issues and it starts to work itself out in here. The will, our, 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 our capacity to choose, is the, is the part of us that, will, uh, that sets the course of where all this sort of stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so if, uh, if this man is sad, he can tell the will, man, we are sad, we're not going to do some things. So the will will tell the body uh, to cry or how to live and how to, how to manifest itself out. So you and I are a spirit being. So God wants us to increase the capacity here because there's a part, the spirit of God, which comes inside of our life, which wants to enlarge and to continue to grow. But unless the soul, unless the capacity of the soul will enlarge, then this here cannot get out. You guys can sit down now. So how do you measure the capacity of your soul? How do you measure the capacity of your soul? Very, very easy. I'm just going to run through this real quick. Now, when we start to talk about the areas of the soul, man, I tell you, there are, this is the ministry of education, there are so many different, uh, I mean, you've got the whole education department, you've got finance department, you've got uh, psychology departments all around the world. I mean, you could have an encyclopedia here, a whole series of an encyclopedia here, and never quite get to the, uh, the intricate workings of a person's soul. So I'm not going to, by any means, try and, and, and get right to the bottom of that. But the, the, the bottom line is this, that, that for you and I to get bigger, for you and I to have a greater influence, for you and I to, uh, to be a part of this church growing, for you and I to work out the plans and purposes of God, the container which you live in, your soul, must enlarge. And I don't know about you, but how many people, like our, like our mind, uh, God wants to first of all enlarge our thinking. God doesn't want you to think small. One of the biggest issues that we have in New Zealand, I believe, in, in, in uh, being in a small regional area, is that people generally, generally think small or have a poverty mentality. See, God wants to enlarge our thinking. Not only does God want to enlarge our thinking, He wants to enlarge our emotions, our, our capacity to love, our capacity to, to handle some stuff. So how do you measure the capacity of a person's soul? Very, very easy. How do you measure the capacity of water? See, water has a, a capacity level where when you heat it up, when it gets to 100 degrees, what happens? It boils. It starts to boil over. It changes. It has a certain capacity of it. And, uh, uh, but oil, for example, has a different capacity than water. Oil takes a little bit long. I think I've got the science right. Does oil take a little bit longer for, uh, for it to heat up? Oil can, can handle more, uh, more heat than, uh, than water can. So for us to enlarge our soul... Um, so what happens is when water reaches its capacity, it starts to break down and starts to change into a different form. And what happens when a human soul reaches its capacity is this, that it starts to break down, it starts to, take, it starts to change into a different form. What happens is when something reaches its capacity, it starts to stretch out, and unless, unless there's more substance added to it, unless there's something else built into it, it will actually break. So what are the signs of a human, of a human soul breaking down? We well, see God, 
So it's always been God's plan to, to enlarge us. It's always been God's plan for the church to enlarge. See, God doesn't want us to stay in a place of confinement. That is why when, when he, uh, when he spoke, spoke to the Israelites, he said, I want to take you out of this place called Egypt and take you into a great big land where, uh, where you are overflowing, a great prosperous land. But for that to happen, I'm going to have to take you on a journey. And so, uh, so coming back to the, the capacity of people's soul is this. When you reach the capacity of your soul, things start to break down. A very, very simple, a very, very easy, um, a very, very easy way to tell if somebody's reached the capacity of their soul is complaining and whining. See, God took the Israelites out of a place of Egypt. Now, the, the place, the word Egypt means mortsor, which means confinement, a place of confinement. So he wanted to take uh, Israel out of confinement into a place of, of, of enlargement. He also said that gave the same mandate to Adam and Eve. In, in Genesis chapter 1, verse, uh, verse 18, he said, uh, 28, uh, he, said, he gave them dominion and, 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 and wanted them to enlarge and to fill the earth and to subdue it. So it's always been God's mandate for, the kingdom of, for his kingdom to be extended and, and, and enlarged upon the earth. So when you measure the capacity of your soul, it's like it comes to a part where it can't contain itself anymore. Uh, How many people were, came to the conference, the Supernatural Conference? Yeah. How many people saw that diamond from, from Jeff's? Yeah, it's pretty incredible, eh? I don't know about you, but when I first saw that, there was something happened in my head. The, one of the first thoughts that came into my head was, this really did not come from heaven. This could not be. It's like my mind struggled to comprehend the the. the my soul struggled to comprehend that this thing came from heaven, that this thing manifested out of the heavens and came into the earth. I, to be honest, I found, I found that really, really hard. I found that a stretch on my soul. But unless my soul is stretched, unless this part of me is, uh, is enlarged, unless my thinking is, is enlarged, uh, the Bible says that God's ways are higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so when we start to think about the whole area of the supernatural, which is the realm that God lives in and moves in, because our mind is often quite narrow and quite small in its, in its capacity, it, it, it struggles to comprehend that something can just manifest out of heaven like that. I don't know about you, but that's what I, that's what I found. So I found that, that, whole, uh, that whole pressure, that whole thing that God wants to do in our lives I mean, it was a pressure on my mind, but I had to trust in the Lord to say, hey, man, I don't understand. I've never experienced. My mind hasn't got anything to, to, uh, to connect itself to that this could actually happen. So it was a pressure that came on my mind. My, my mind, my thinking, was, my, my thinking capacity was enlarged. Another way your thinking capacity can be enlarged is by the word of God. Another way your mental capacity can be enlarged is through education. Now, we're... So God wants us to increase the capacity of our soul. You got to understand, if, if, if we look back at this, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains. Stretching and enlargement always equal, always result in pressure. They always result in pressure. When something is stretched, there is a pressure. When there is enlargement, there is, a, there is pressure. So when you start to blow up a balloon, when you, put, when you blow into that balloon, 
starts to enlarge your blow a bit more, as you start to increase the pre- as you start to compre- increase the capacity of that balloon, so also their pressure increases. How many people have faced pressure in their life? <laughs> I don't know about you, but one of the prayers I prayed a little while ago was, God, I want you to bless me. I want you to bless my finances. And, uh, and I know God wants to bless my finances, but I know that for, in order for my finances to enlarge, if God just gave me a whole pile of money and said, here, Dave, here it is, man. You got what you want for. You, you got what you asked for. If God just did all that, if my capacity was not to a point where I could contain the amount of money that God wanted to entrust into me, it would all burn up. So I knew, so God does want me, God does want to bless me. God does want to bless you financially, but he's not just going to pour it into your lap just like that. He is more interested for you to increase your capacity. So your, your thinking, your emotions, your ability to be, able, to be able to decide, your ability to be able to choose what you're going to do with that money, your ability to be able to choose about what you're going to do with your life. And so God is more interested in, in my capacity. And I pray that God would, 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 um, would give me a financial breakthrough. But it appeared like nothing was happening because I, it didn't work out the way I expected it to work out. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we have an expectation that God will work out things when we want him to in our timing, not when he wants us, not, not in his timing. But God is God, and we can't force God to do what we want to do all the time. It, it, it doesn't work like that. He's not, a, he's not a genie in a bottle or anything like that. But... I know that because God wanted to bless me, he also needed to enlarge me. And that enlargement process took some pressure. <laughs> How many people know what I'm talking about? If you want to enlarge your thinking capacity, if you want to start to think bigger, it will take pressure upon your thinking. If you want to enlarge your, your, your capacity, your, your emotional capacity, it will, take, it will take pressure on your emotions. If you want to enlarge your... Uh, if you want your large... Your, your life to be enlarged, if you want to uh, walk in the purpose and the, and the plan God has for your life, it's going to take an enlargement of your will. Because your will will decide as the team leader of your, of your, of your mind and your emotions. You understand what I'm saying? So your spirit may say, hey man, we want to go this way. And so your spirit will put your thoughts into your mind and say, but we're going to take the body this way. And then your mind will start to say, but that can't be done. It can't be done. You can't do that. It's, it, I have no experience of that. And then your emotions will say, to, your emotions will say, hey man, that's going uh, to really hurt me. That's going to make me upset. This is going to do some things that I wanna, don't want to go there. And so then your will, your, your ability to choose is then put in a position that it's going to make a decision whether A, it's going to listen to your spirit or whether it be it's going to listen to your your mind and or listen to your emotions. So it'll make that decision. So you and I, first of all, need to um, take dominion over our soul. You have the power of choice. You have the power of choice. Everyone has the power of choice. It is the, one of the most powerful things that you and I have in our life. If you... If I choose to be happy, you can't make me sad because it is a, it's a choice that... It, it's a part of my soul that rules my emotions. If I want to... If I, want to live, if I choose to live in blessing, you can't curse me. So what happens is my, my, my free will, my, my, my will will then set the course for where my life goes. So if it's going to follow the influence of my mind all the time or follow the influence of my emotions, you'll never get anywhere. 
So God wants us to live out of our spirits, but there's always going to be a pressure. Now, there's two types of pressure that's going, to, that's going to come upon our lives. The first one is something inside that's wanting to press out. Something inside that wants to grow. Something that inside of us wants to enlarge. Let me tell you about this. This is the kingdom of God uh, responding. This is a seed of the kingdom of God that is within us already responding to his decree. Coming back to, to Genesis, chapter, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, when God breathed into man, God put his spirit into man. God put a spirit into you. God put the seed of the kingdom into every person. So that is already in, in people whether they have received Christ or not. So it is wired within you and I to expand and to enlarge. It is, it, it is simply responding to the call of God. It is simply responding to the decree of, of God that, that, that Pastor Mike talked about a while ago. That something may be a dream. That something may be uh, a dream that God's put in. It, it may be a desire. It may be something inside of your heart that, that God has put there. See, friend, God is the giver of dreams. So maybe you have a dream inside of your heart that, that wants to enlarge, that wants to push out, that wants to uh, uh, go from this measure of, of capacity to that measure of capacity. Maybe you've got a dream that your business will grow from... Uh, uh, $30,000 a year to $100,000 a year uh, to maybe a million dollars a year. For that to happen, there's got to be an enlargement. There's got to be, there, there is something inside that wants to push out. Friends, we have a great church of 600 people, but friend, there's still something inside of me that says, it's not big enough. It needs to go larger. And once I get to 1,500, it's still going to be the same. There's something inside of me wants to press out and say, hey, man, 1,500 is not big enough. We need to go to 3,000. Once we get to 3,000, it's like, oh, my goodness, where to next? So there's something, and it is responding to the call of God that he decreed over right back at the beginning of time. So there is something inside of us that, that, that the kingdom, the seed of God has wanted to push out. In Luke chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and he said, see friends, the kingdom of God is already in you. So you have something of God already in you, whether you know him or whether you don't know him. And that seed is wanting to get out. Now friend, when you start to receive, when you receive Christ and he places a spirit inside of your heart, something inside of you activates. Something inside of your spirit will activate and want to just power on. Uh, so the whole, the, whole, the whole Bible is basically about about God's kingdom increasing upon the earth. So when you have a dream inside of your heart, God has put it there. God has put it there because, it, like I said, it's his decree that his kingdom should be expanded. Now that can take on various forms. God puts dreams. God gives you a purpose. God gives you, uh, puts the hopes and desires and giftings inside of your life. And so there's something inside of you that will want to push out. There's an internal thing that wants to push out. And when you receive Christ and he places his spirit in you, the natural inclination is for his spirit to want to push out and enlarge and to manifest himself out through your emotions and out through your body. And so his kingdom is then manifested on earth. So there's, a, there's something inside that's going, to be, that's going to be wanting to push, in, that wants to push out. But, the, with, but with that pushing out, there's also a, uh, a pressure. There's also a something which is want to contain it as well. So there's also internal confinements. Just as there is an internal pressure wanting to push out, we have internal confinements. And one of the confinements that we have in our soul is around our mind. Like I talked about before, about small thinking, poverty mentality, unbelief. So just like 
uh, God wanted to take the Israelites out of Egypt, out of a place of confinement, lead them through a journey, and then bring them into a, a great and powerful place. So does God want to do the same thing in your life as an individual, but also our, our, our life as, as a church. God wants us to take us, God wants to take us out of a place of confinement, out of a place of small thinking, out of a place of uh, poverty, out of a place of unbelief, into a great and prosperous land where we have a land of our own, which is, uh, which is great and powerful. So God is not content that you and I just stay in this, in this small place. God has got bigger things for your life. God has got bigger things for our church. And sometimes our mind... Uh, can't comprehend that. So what happens is when uh, God says, hey, I want to do something supernaturally in your life, the mind says, man, it's, it, it'll start to try and reason it out and start to say, hey, man, it, it, that can't happen because I've never experienced it. I, 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 our mind has trouble, I believe, uh, many times understanding the, the supernatural, understanding the ways of God. And so when God does something a little bit strange, it puts a pressure on our mind, and then our mind starts to say, hey, and this ain't right, man. We're not, we're not budging. <laughs> we're not moving on because I, I say in my mind that it's not right. So when I say to the body, we're not doing nothing. We're not going to respond to that at all because I don't understand it. And so hence, you, you keep yourself in a place of confinement. But I tell you, when, when the supernatural moves, when God does something in your life, uh, I tell you, it, it puts a stretch on your mind. <laughs> and when God starts to enlarge you, it'll stretch your emotions. And at some point, you will either respond to that, you will either choose to say, hey, man, I'm, I don't understand. Your, your will will come to a place and say, either uh, submit itself to your, to your thinking or submit itself to your emotions, which will then govern how will, your life will outwork, or it will respond to God and say, hey, your, your will will make a decision and say, mind, you are just a little bit small in this department. We need the mind of Christ to come into our lives. And even though mind that you can't understand that uh, stuff can supernaturally appear, stuff can supernaturally uh, turn out of heaven, you're just going to have to go with this because we're making a decision that we're moving on because we're believing for greater miracles. We're believing for greater things in the supernatural. For some of you, it might be, it might be growth, it might be finances, uh, it might say, you might have a dream that says, hey, I want to build a larger business. I want to get out and, and, and do something great and powerful. But your mind will say, hey, man, it doesn't have the capacity. But when you respond, when your will, when your capacity, when you're the part of you that has the choice of free will, when you choose to make, to listen to the voice of God, when you choose to listen to the voice of your spirit, you will face the pressure on your mind, but you will also enlarge. So there's a, uh, another internal confinement of our soul is, our, is the part of our will, where we live for ourselves. A lot of people have the mentality that it's all about me. We live for ourselves. Our, the choices that we make, see, the choices that we make are reflected in our lifestyle around us. So if you choose to live for yourself, you'll be a very, very lonely person. If you choose to live for yourself, it outworks, and then you become actually quite a miserable person. When you're totally self-consumed, your life will never have a great influence at all because you're totally, your, your decisions, it's all about you. But when you decide that you're going to start to live a life bigger than yourself, it will buck and kick a little bit. It will put pressure. It will stretch you out a little bit, but you will grow. You will enlarge. Our emotions. Another place of, our, of confinement is our emotions that uh, maybe you've got anger or unresolved offenses. 
those offences, when you have offence in your heart, when you carry anger, when you carry bitterness, when you carry rebellion in your heart, it will confine what God can do in your life. That is why we did that course a while ago um, of John Bevere about dealing with offences. Why? Because he wants to enlarge the capacity of your soul so you have more joy inside of your life, so you have more love inside of your life. Some people, are, they are so bound up in their soul, their soul is so small that they have no joy, have no love inside of their life. But there's also an external pressures that come around us as well. So there's internal pressure and external pressure. External pressure is something external that wants to confine us. One of the ways some of the external pressures can be circumstances. See, when Joseph was, uh, was put into prison by his was sold into slavery by his brothers. See, the outside circumstances looked like it was bad. There would have been a pressure that would have come upon his life and say, hey man, which would have spoke to his mind and say, hey man, this is not good for us. We should get all sad. We should get all, we should get all depressed and we should complain and we should grizzle and do all this sort of stuff. But no, Joseph made a decision. And because he made a decision to, make, uh, to live out of his spirit, the Bible says that as you, as you read the story, God brought him from a place of slavery. God put him to a, a place of in jail into a place where he was the second most powerful man in the world. The second most powerful man in the world. And so, but God said, this happened, I meant it for your good. See, God didn't turn it for our good, his good. He meant it for his good. So circumstances, God puts circumstances in life because he, he wants to put you under pressure so he can form you, so he can make you, so he can grow you and, and bring you into the man or the woman that he's called you to be. The attitudes of people can also be another external pressure that tries to confine you. Small-minded people, people with, with attitudes that are just stink. You hang around people with attitudes like that, you will not grow, you will stay confined, you will stay small. So one of the ways that you can uh, enlarge that is to get around people who think big. See, there's also an external pull of the call of God. See, God, uh, the Spirit of God is, also, is, is, is first of all inside of us, but he's also calling you on to greater and bigger things. You understand what I mean? So, but in the midst of the internal push out of, of the kingdom and the inter- external pull of the kingdom of God, there is a pressure. And it's how you respond to that pressure will determine how your life works out. It's how you respond to that pressure is how big an influence your life will have. See, the call of God, God wants you and I, he wants you to live a larger life. He wants you to think big. He wants you to, to, to walk in those dreams that are inside of your heart. He wants you to do that. And that's why he, he, he calls you and I on. But like I said, it's, under, it's up to us whether we choose to, uh, that, that part of our will, that, that free choice, whether we choose to, hear and to follow that call and to respond to the call of God within us or whether we listen and follow and choose to follow the attitudes of people around us. So there's an exter- another way, another external pull is, is to get around people that are bigger than you. There's people that I get around which, uh, I tell you man, they don't even have to say nothing. Just being in their presence, I, I, I start to think bigger, I start to dream bigger. They, they don't have to, even have to say anything. It's just something around them. They may only have to just say a few words, but there is something around their soul. There is something around their spirit that is big and is large. And when you're around that, it's it, 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 like it pulls you out. It's like there's people that I know that I, I'm just going to have a coffee with, and as soon as I walk away from them, I think bigger. 
I come away from that person think, man, I can do more things. I should think big. I should do that. I should do that. And all these different things. When I, when I go to City Harvest Church, where there's 25,000 people in there, and I come back in, I think, man, we can do this. We can, we can get bigger. You understand what I'm saying? But there's other people that you can be around, and it's like you come away from them, and you think, man, I just feel like a sorry sack of potatoes. And so there's an external pull and there's an internal push, but right in the middle, there is pressure. So how do you enlarge? The Bible says, let them them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Let them stretch out. One of the things you've got to first of all do is let God stretch you out. See, God works through people. And how many people here this morning have felt some pressure from other people? (laughs) Because I have. He says, let them stretch you out. So when you pray, when you say, God, enlarge me, he's going to smile and say, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to send some people into your life that are going to put some pressure on your thinking, that are going to put some pressure on your emotions, that are going to put some pressure on your flesh, and put some pressure on your will, that's going to cause you either to enlarge, you'll either respond to that, or you will shrink up. So let them stretch you out. I tell you what, when you pray to God to do that, he will send people. And um, it's one of the things I've prayed is like, God, enlarge my capacity. And that's exactly what he does. How to enlarge? You've got to, first of all, choose to do it. You've got to make a decision inside of your heart. You've got to choose in that place of you that has the choice of free will. You've got to choose inside whether you will respond or whether you will clam up and listen to your emotions. Friend, if you follow your emotions, if you follow your thinking all the time, you will live a small life. You will never enlarge. But if you choose to respond to the call of God, if you choose to follow and to chase that dream, if you choose to, to uh, even though you may not understand what God's doing, even though you may feel a bit pressure, even though you may want to run away or, or, or to curl up, I tell you what, when you respond to that, your life will start to expand. So don't spare. You've got to first of all change. Uh, you've got to first of all choose or will to do it. Second thing, you've got to change your perspective or attitude towards pressure. So when pressure comes around your life, you either have the, cho- you either have the choice to, to curl up and to get sick and to stay home in bed and feel sorry for yourself, or you have the choice to stand up and say, hey, God, I don't know what you're doing in my life, but I know that you must be doing something. If there's pressure coming upon my life, if there's pressure around my emotions, if there's pressure on my thinking, then God, you must be doing something. And if God, if you're doing something in my life, I want to respond to you. Even though I don't understand, I will choose to follow you. I will choose to have faith in you and what you're doing. And as you start to do that, uh, you will, uh, bit by bit, start to grow and your capacity will start to increase. So the next thing is, is don't spare. In other words, don't sit on the fence and hold back. Don't be passive inside. Let them stretch you out. Let people have a, have a heart that's, um, that's submissive to God. Let people, let people speak into your life. Let people adjust your character. Let people adjust your thinking. Let people adjust your, uh, your emotions. When you allow people to do that, they are, they are instruments of God speaking and shaping you. When you choose it, you will start to enlarge. Lengthen your cords and, and lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, for you shall expand to the right and left. Lengthen your cords and strengthen stakes. One of the first things you got, one of the other things you got to do, is you got to start to get discipled. You got to start to put your roots down deep. 
For some people, they're just like leaves in the wind. One of the things about put one of the stakes is, is, is that of commitment. Commitment is not commitment until you've had the chance to, to run away. <laughs> you could say you're committed, but when the pressure comes on, commitment comes at a price. One of the other stakes is this, is loyalty. You can say that you're loyal, but loyal, loyalty is not loyalty until you've had a chance to be disloyal. Then you're loyal. <laughs> so when people uh, put pressure on you, when, when people try and, when, when the winds of adversity try and come and try to blow you away, man, you've got to dig deep. When people start to bagmouth leadership, when people start to bagmouth the church, when you start to dig your, man, I'm not quitting, I'm not giving up. When you have that sort of attitude, I tell you what, that is something that God can large work with. Faith. Now you've got to start to have faith in your life. I mean, like we, we could write a whole book on faith alone. So last thing, let God stretch you out. Don't be content with what you have right now. Don't, don't settle for small things. Don't settle for the small things in your life. Don't settle for small thinking. Don't settle for small mentalities. Don't, don't settle for... Um, God wants you and I to have a bigger heart. The only, one, of the, one, of the way, one of the main ways that our community be, be reached is by you and I living a bigger life. God could do it supernaturally, but unless you and I enlarge and start to learn to love a lot more, start to learn to let go of anger, start to let, to let go of offenses, we start to do that, our capacity of our soul will start to increase. i tell you what, place to start to grow. How do you measure the capacity? How do you measure your capacity? What does it take for you to fall apart? What does it take to fall, for you to fall apart? Can I just have the musicians up? What does it take for you to start complaining? What does it take for you to start grizzling? What does it take for you to fall apart? What does it take? How much pressure can you handle on your life and still keep functioning at full capacity? How much pressure can you handle? When the pressure comes on your mind, when pressure comes on your emotions, when circumstances start to come around your life, what does it take? Are you able to stand up underneath that and say, hey man, bring it on? Or do you just fold up and curl up into a little ball? For some of you, it could be financial pressure. Can you still tithe when your finances are stretched to the capacity? Do you still have faith that God can come break through for you when your finances are under pressure? When inside, when you feel all sad, when, when things aren't going well for you, when, when, uh, when it feels like your life is falling around you, can you still minister joy? Can you still minister faith to other people? Or do you curl up into your bed and just want to just go into your cave? I tell you what, some of the most powerful messages that Pastor Mike has preached have been in some of the times where he's felt the lowest. How much capacity do you have? There's no... It's not that we're supermen or anything like that. It's just one thing, that we choose to live bigger. We choose to think bigger. We choose to think bigger than ourselves. As you start to do that, i tell you what, this place would absolutely explode. If we want to get larger, we've got to get larger here. Tell the person next to you, we've got to get larger.
You gotta think bigger. You gotta be able to handle more stuff. You gotta change your attitude on, on pressure. Change your perspective. <laughs>